evening, everybody, and welcome to the Nightfly Podcast with me, Dave Juskow, our 250th episode, if you can believe it, five years in the making with our special guest today, Sarah Silverman. Yes, Sarah Silverman is our lovely guest today, and this is the first time in five years where I am breaking the podcast up into two parts. The reason for doing so is because I went to her hotel room in New York City as she was packing up after a three-month stay here filming a movie. And what happened was, after she kind of finished the packing, we talked for two hours. And after she finished, she sat down finally and, you know, focused for about 40 minutes. And we had a really great conversation about comedy and comics in general. And it was too good to bury it in the back of a two-hour podcast. So I decided to split it into two for the first time ever, the 250th episode and the 251st, which will come out next week. So this week... We talk about uh, this British show, Brass Eye, which you'll understand why I'm mentioning it now. Uh, Facial products, Melissa Villasenor, and Mr. Rogers. And next week, we'll be talking about Joan Rivers, Eddie Murphy, and Gary Shandling, which I promise you will be quite entertaining. So for now, part one of the 250th episode with Sarah Silverman in a hotel room and good times to follow. This is the Night Fly, everybody. Enjoy. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Nightfly with me, Dave Jeskow, 250th episode. Pretty sure five years in the making or so, something like that. And uh, fortunately today, I mean, we had to make, I mean, it's not it's not the 100th, it's not the 200th, it's not the 300th, but yeah, you got to make those big milestones a little, you got to do a little something, and uh, fortunately, our good friend Sarah Silverman is joining us today. Hello. Hi. So, you can talk into the mic for the first couple of minutes. Hey, oh, sorry. Just so people know, know you're actually here, you know, because, uh, well, what I thought what we were doing on the phone, then people are like, no, I swear to God, she's here. Like, Well, yeah, no, I was only leaning away because I'm like chugging this uh, protein drink you got me, and I didn't want to make mouth sounds. I know. So what? Here, so here's the story. So Sarah is, has been doing a, a movie shoot here for three months in, in the big city. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is leaving town after all this time, even though we've only seen each other three times since you've been here three months. That's the most I've seen anyone. This is a little unacceptable. but um, And she's packing up today to go back to her hometown, uh, which now is pretty much your hometown, because you've lived there longer Isn't than you've lived anywhere where else. You're from? I guess, but now you've lived there longer than you've lived anywhere else, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So um, she's going to be packing today and like walking around her uh, room. And uh, but you know, I was just like, well, look, if we can just do, um, I, I, I bought the 
all my podcasting stuff into her room. <laughs> and uh, she is just sitting of, here for the yeah three months of hotel to room to pack up. Yeah, she's already packed up her dog and uh, everything is. Uh, you should take him out of the case at least for while we're packing up. Uh, she is she. female. She identifies Sorry. as female, <laughs> and she's in Los Angeles. Ooh, maybe. I can't. I'm gonna see her tomorrow. So you haven't seen your dog in three months. That's right. Not since. September is it torture? 10th. But you know she's in good hands, so it's not horrible. She, when I, she sees me packing, unlike many dogs, she gets very excited because she knows that I'm leaving <laughs> and that she gets to stay with her favorite, favorite people, Amy and Kevin. Oh, that's so funny. I, um, that was the worst part. I mean, that's why I'm kind of glad I don't have a cat anymore in the sense of going away. Right. It used to crush me, even if, but I was happy when she was at my sister's house. Because I knew she was happy in a bigger place and with people, yeah. and not being alone all the time. So that exactly. used to make me exactly like Amy and Kevin. They've got like two big picture windows, and Mary just looks out and she looks at squirrels and stuff. And like I don't have any windows. Well, you have right. You don't yeah, have anything she like can see, right? Her. And that's what um, there's a bunch of pictures of Selena looking out the window at trees and animals going by. Yeah, and that, that used to be a big yeah, difference. Yeah, so bad. But no, it's so that's that's the one thing about not having a pet, which is nice when you go away. But yeah, you you have good people taking care of her. So, but I'm I understand your excitement for wanting to I see know. her. I know. I hope she's excited to see me. My biggest fear is that I come home and she's just still on the couch or in one of her spots, and then I'm like, Mary, I'm here. She doesn't care. She's like, uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a no, meal at grandpa's. I <laughs> Well, thank you for uh, letting me do this today because it does make it um, special. I think it's uh, I think it's been like five years. I think that's how long it takes. I mean, I've done a podcast every week for five years without maybe just, um, I think on Memorial Day and Labor Day, we take off. So 50 or weeks. 50, yeah, 50 weeks. 50 shows a year. Yeah, 50 shows a that's year. That's five years. Yeah, so how do you like that? Yeah, that makes sense about this time. I started in the in the fall because it was a sports show. Uh, the spread. Remember? That's what your had you podcast on that time? was called. Yeah, it used to be called the spread. In fact, oh, we, yeah. Lenny Marcus just got it. I think the picture changed on iTunes, so it doesn't say the spread anymore, because it's not a sports <laughs> show anymore. And I never talk about sports. I mean, very rare. Although the other night, did you see or did you hear about the Giants game on Monday Night Football two weeks ago, where the cat was the black cat was on the field? Mm-mm. Oh, it was so funny. This black cat was on the field, and this guy um, from the radio was calling the game, and the cat was like, he's on the 10, he's on the 5, touchdown! <laughs> and the cat is in the CD red zone, you know, like whatever. And then he, and he scored a touchdown, the crowd went crazy. It was all on the big screen. It was the cutest thing. Oh it was also gosh. sad because, the, you know, the cat was scared, but it was so cute. And the cat is just a stray cat that lives in the Meadowlands. And, um, you know, it's not anybody's cat or anything, but... Ooh. It just somehow got on the field and, you know, play stopped, but it was also very exciting and entertaining. And they have all these pictures of it on the big screen, this little cat. And, you know, because it was a black cat, so it reminded me of Selena. So I kept tweeting. I'm like, hey, I took my cat to the tailgate. Does, uh, I, and she accidentally got out. Does anyone know where she is? But Who takes so a cat to a tailgate? Only an idiot. <laughs> I told you I like to take my cat everywhere. All right, so you're out. All right, so Sarah's got to get packing. So she was kind enough to, uh, for the first five minutes, Hang out a little bit, and we said hello. Yeah, I know. She'll be back and forth. She'll be back and forth. I'm so happy you're here while I'm boring packing. It's so lonely. Oh, it's quite all right. 
And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of time to pack up your life for three months. So, I mean, the sound might be a little off because, you know, I'm echoing a little bit because I turned the sound up on the mic. But a small price to pay for having Sarah Silverman on your 250th show. Am I right, folks? You guys get it. Everybody gets it. So let me give you a little news on what's happening. Um, number one, turbocharge. I, like I said, it will definitely be up by December 1st. It's a fact that Sarah's birthday. Please all tweet out happy birthday. And um, uh, so it will be out by December 1st. It's all ready to go on oh, Amazon Prime. Turbocharge? Yeah, turbocharge. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, it cost $1.99 to rent, and we changed it to $3.99 to buy. <laughs> and it's going to be on Amazon Prime, I guess, the uh, video. And the only problem we have now, it's all uploaded and ready to go, is that the logo that we made, which is me sitting on the Candy O car from the album, um, is that apparently Amazon requests a vertical and a horizontal picture. It's all these requests you don't know until you start uploading. And so we needed to make the car a little bigger. The uh, Elon Altman's wife, Sarah, um, who spells her name, I think, S-A-R-A. Uh, like who too. she designed Nikki Glazer's dress for the roast. Oh wow! So I knew she could draw. So she drew the the album Candio cover album. Uh, so with me on the cover, you know, of uh, on the car instead of the girl. Oh. Uh, if you know that <laughs> car. So she just got to draw the car a little more, and then we can uh, put it out. I mean, really, it could be out by Monday. Uh, this, this coming out Tuesday it might be out when this comes out. Uh, I, I can't think of the dates right now, but this. When this comes out, it'll be Tuesday, uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And I mean, it's possible it could be out, you know, today. So I guess we'll find out. And uh, that's exciting in itself. I also uh, had a meeting with some uh, people at a, um, a podcasting company. I, I can't remember what they're called, which is not really good business practice. But You're um, the worst. Yep, the worst. Uh, but they are interested in possibly uh, picking up this podcast and, uh, you know, putting in some advertising. They're just going to make a little money. Which he deserves, since uh, he needs it, as everybody knows who has listened. I know you guys um, were all up for me doing that, whatever that thing is called, the whatever Kevin Brennan does, Patriarch or something like that. But um, I don't want to make anybody pay money for this. You know, it's like, every time I think, like, hey, people pay money to hear your podcast, I'm like, I can't make people pay money to hear a podcast about eating a sandwich for 20 minutes. Um, which is why that guy, Paul Pope, uh, doesn't want to come to the podcast. He's like, your podcast is stupid. What's that? This is a uh, PAX. Oh, right. You you gave, you, me the, you gave me the cartridge last time. That yeah, you, uh... here's another one. Oh. And then this is... Um, oh, thank you. This one is for uh, Monster Cookies. Oh, good. You gave me the Indica. pink lemonade last time. Yeah, this is... I'll just keep it open because remember we can't... Yeah, right. It's so, so hard to open and that And then the, um, this... Wait, this one is for Sleepy, and this one is Hybrid. Oh, there's one in there now? Yeah. Oh, cool. Enjoy like that. Yeah, good. Yeah, I like the Sativa, I think. Where's Um, the rest of your goodies? um, Over in the bag over there. That bag over there. What what was I just doing? What imitation was I just doing? Um, Uh, Something Spader. Yeah, was it? No, I. Which oh, I think I was doing Rick Ocasek. About James Spader, right? I should do that musical, but it wouldn't be good. But I do. <laughs> I should put together just for myself, really. In fact, you know, now my website's coming out very shortly. Lenny Marcus has put it together for me, 
And this is where I can just put up all this stuff. And I'm just going to put the Spader montage in Pretty in Pink, just all of his scenes. I'm just going to put them up. I'm going to get rid of the rest of the movie. And everyone will see how brilliant his performance is in that movie. It's a fact. And he's the greatest. And you realize it after you see all his uh, clips together. He might have been the greatest 80s high school villain of all time. Your thoughts? Okay, excellent. That's all I wanted to hear. Uh, yeah. Then, I mean, then he went on to do... Remember that movie, um... What's the movie he did with Robert Downey Jr.? Where, like... Oh, uh... Less Than Zero. No. No? Another one. With Robert Downey Jr.? A older. No. And one is, like, a good guy and one's a bad guy. They're, like... One's a lawyer. No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. It wasn't Robert Downey Jr. Oh, it was John Cusack. Yeah. And it was called True Colors, Colors I think. Not True Lies, obviously. I feel like right. seeing that right now. As a matter of fact, I, I believe that great. movie is in Jerry Seinfeld's apartment in Seinfeld. And when you look no at his way. tape case. Yeah, because every time he's by his videotape case, I pause it to see what movies he has. Oh, and sad. that is definitely in there. Right. That movie, James Spader, John Cusack. John Cusack's the villain. Spader works for the Justice Department. They're college friends. Yeah, and one... one and Cusack either. becomes corrupt. Yeah, and Spader has to corrupt. take him down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah remember? Spade's and Spade's the, the good guy. The good guy, guy in this... this good guy, right. In this, this, one, this one time they switched roles... That's right. I totally remember that one. And it turns out Cusack also starts sleeping with Spader's girlfriend, who he eventually marries because she has more of an agenda than she likes the bad boy more. But yeah, he gets involved with the mob and then he records him. I totally, now it's all coming back. True yeah, Colors. I'm pretty sure that was that the movie. movie. Well, everybody, we were just talking about Say Anything because Iona Sky was at your party. Iona Sky, that's her name, right? She was at your party. She looked amazing. Amazing. And I've been watching that movie lately. It's just been on a lot, so I've been watching it. Like you and I, we were watching, you know, Notting Hill's been on a lot, so Sarah oh. was watching it the other day and realizes how brilliant that movie is, which makes me so yeah, happy, of course. Just, you had just, I can't remember where we were, but. We were right here. We were going over your lines for the movie you were making, and I was like, uh, and I was doing the scene from Notting Hill, and I'm like, well, I mean, let's face oh, it. Oh, that's these, right, because the, these the movie, are, um, the, whatever, it's, what I, it, but it's, yeah. you know, there's like a thousand writers. Right, so he's like, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure this movie is just as, uh, these writers are just, or these, this no, no, writer no. is just writers. Start over, start over. Right, he goes, well, I think you should be doing Jane Austen. And you're like, I, he's like, you think I should do Jane Austen? I think you'd be brilliant in Jane Austen. Not that this movie, uh, this movie's writer, I'm sure is writers. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's just a total mock on the movies that have like multiple writers and stuff like that. I have no idea who wrote your movie. I'm sure this writer, oh, writers. Writers is a total... Uh, dick move to say something like that <laughs> I, I, I hope this movie only had one writer though i mean what? did it have more if you're making a rom-com no it, just it had be... like a, it had like uh oh no you know 10 <laughs> for a rom-com see that's where is that necessary <laughs> if you're eddie murphy i understand went many that. i think it went through many iterations right. i don't know yeah. but yeah mostly uh you know that's why we like notting hill one writer the great richard curtis with a one writer to make this rich character backstory supporting characters. And the actress who's in wheelchair. Yeah. I've seen her in some... Oh, I just she, saw her in... What is she in? I think she was just in the the Bodyguard movie on Netflix, if you oh saw that. Oh my God, I, I think did. that was her. Yeah. 
No way. I Who think. plays the politician that he's going? No, in? no, no, no. She plays a different part. She's part of the police. She's not the. She's not the one he gets that gets who he gets involved with. It's somebody else in that department. That's why I recognized her. I think it was her, but I didn't look it up. I need to look. Yeah. We need and remember, to look. that was like 1999. So that's 20 years ago, which is so weird. Um, because you know it's just. Uh, but but you know, of course, in that movie, uh, the guy from Downton Abbey, um, who's the lead in Downton Abbey? I know. <laughs> Isn't that? And he plays Bernard. Which they use that name all the time, Bernard. They think it's the stupidest name. No, yeah, Bernard. No, yeah. Isn't it Bernard? Uh, I don't know. That would be Bernard. Yeah, that's when, when he comes over. That's the guy who, who was in the stock. Oh, oh the stock market, yeah. And then he's like, oh, like, oh, that's hard. You don't make any money. Like, what'd you make on your last, you know? Yeah, so just, what'd you make on your last movie? Fifty million, fifteen million dollars. Well, that would be good then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the best. When, uh, um, wait, where's my phone? He goes, you know, I've done a little uh, theater myself, uh, P.G. Woodhouse, uh, yeah. you know, Careful Erica. You know, I've looked up that line. He says, Careful Erica, and I don't know what that means, and I'm trying to figure out if we're supposed to know that play or something, but I can't find the information to it. Careful Erica. And I was like, it's look, like a british thing. I, Well, I still looked it up, and I can't find it. Like, she's supposed to know, but that's, of course, what makes it funny. But yeah, Bert, every time I think he makes movies, he always puts a character Bernard in it because he thinks that name is stupid. I think it's in Love Actually as well. And Four Weddings and a Funeral. I think there's always a Bernard. Hugh, what's, the, what's the guy from Downton Abbey's name? I can't think of Hugh? No. Not Hugh. Obviously not Hugh. Um, why can't I think of his name? Oh. The guy in Downton Abbey. Yeah, I can't either. I'm, in, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Because... This is always frustrating for people that are listening because they're like, no, it's this, it's the, you know. <laughs> like, I know. You know, like, you say Howard Stern and they're talking about something and you know the answer. You know the answer right in there. And you know he's got it wrong. But so many people tell me, like, you know you get everything wrong on your podcast? I'm like, yeah, I know. Don't worry about it. Notting Hill. Let's look at this. First of all, the guy's name is... Hugh Bonneville. Oh, it was Hugh. I was I was very close, but I was you know, so it's Hugh Bonneville and Hugh Grant in the same movie. That shouldn't happen. Okay, what Gina McKee. That was the wheelchair girl. <laughs> yes, the woman in the wheelchair. Many things she's been in, but what are the, what mostly is the British stuff? We're think. thinking of. Oh, she's in that Catherine the Great HBO thing right now. Bodyguard. Yes, I was right. I knew it was Sampson. her. Thompson. That makes me so happy. Yeah, she was Sampson. in the police department. Yeah, oh, that makes me happy that I figured that out. The I believe the girl that played his sister is dead. And the only reason I know that is because you know how like when you're searching something and that stuff comes up, look what they look like now. And then there's another one that says you won't believe these actors have died. Yeah. And she's it's always a picture of her. Um, oh, Line of Duty. That's what I'm supposed to, I'm, I'm planning on watching next. Line of Duty. She's in that? Same guy who made Bodyguard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and this, is it new? Is it on Netflix? No, uh, it's not new, but everyone's watching it now because the other, the guy who did Bodyguard. Yeah, Bodyguard was really good. It was very good. In the Loop. She was in that movie, In the Loop. I don't know that one. She's in that series, The Borgias. That's with Jeremy Irons? Uh, yeah, and she was in Atonement, you know, that one with, uh, what's her, who's it's my he? friend Trish, that's her favorite movie, Karen and I'm Eileen like, it James is? McAvoy. 
I'm like, she go, what's your favorite movie? Atonement. I never would have expected that. Who said that? My friend Trish. Trish. I was like, hey, when I was driving and I had the DVD player in the car, and I'm like, hey, I'll get you your favorite movie while we're driving. What is it? Atonement. Come on. Seriously, what's your favorite movie? No, no, it, it's Atonement. I just didn't see that coming. When, any, when you ask anybody their favorite movie, I would not have expected Atonement. Oh, my God. Someone was just... Talking about this movie. No, this isn't it. Never mind. What? Oh, and you know who else is in Notting Hill who I really like? The guy that plays Spike. He ended up um, being in the Adam Sandler movie, um, Little Nicky. He plays his brother. The who? Which guy? The guy who plays Spike. Oh, Spikey. David Thewlis, right? I mean, is that is from that not movie? his name. Oh, his name is Ian something or other. Oh, Reese Ethan. Yes, yes, that, that's it. That's it. Them. And he was also he plays Sherlock Holmes' brother Mycroft in Elementary. And um, oh, she was in that movie Croupier. I don't know to that be one. Real hot shit. This is the woman in the wheelchair. Yeah, I just still like obsessed with I was her like, now. I know her. <laughs> Brass Eyes. She was in Brass Eyes. I don't Eye. know any of these movies. There must be all just British Brass TV Eye is series. A series. Yeah, she's in all British that everyone shows. Everyone says is the shit. I have never heard comedy. of these. Oh, in com- It's a comedy. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, what's his face? Stephen uh, uh, Weber. No, I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> I just found oh, uh, a picture from your party idiot. with you, me, and Stephen Weber. Like at at the uh, the, Brass the, the, the camera thing, the the photo booth. I. Controversial spoof of, of, yeah, oh it is, yeah, controversial spoof of a current affairs television and the role of celebrity in the UK. That sounds like fun. You sure you're not talking about Goldeneye, James Bond movie? (laughs) Um, Oh, Charlie Brooker was a writer on it. but We have no idea what you're talking about here. Brass Eye. Charlie Brooker is the guy who does Black Mirror. Oh, that makes sense because what you just said, I was thinking of that first episode of Black Mirror where that politician had to like blow somebody or something. So Yeah. That was that was no, so fuck that, a pig. Yeah, well, and that was the last Black Mirror I ever saw. Really? <laughs> like, no, thank you. So good. That was so weird. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah, you but didn't I like it. I did see the Bandersnatch one, I think. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, everybody said to That's the choose your own adventure. Yeah. So I watched all of them. Like all all the possible outcomes and stuff. It was very difficult to figure out how to work it. But that was fun. But yeah, then uh, the Black Mirror. I want to see the Miley Cyrus one. I like her. Well, Richard Curtis didn't direct Notting, Notting Hill. Hill. He didn't know. No, he hasn't directed anything. He directed. He. I don't think he directed Love Actually. I think the. I think he directed Four Weddings and a Funeral, and possibly, uh, the one where the, the about time, but I don't oh, think yeah. he usually directs anymore. What's the brass thing I was thinking of? That's a comedy that everyone. It's uh, Steve, uh Stephen. Who's the like? He's got big teeth and he's a comedian and sometimes he does dramas, but he's like, he's the guy with nail. No, 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 he's not in that. The guy, uh, um, what the fuck? Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Are you talking about Choppers? That's no. a guy that uh, when we go to the Nets game, we sit next to this guy with huge teeth and we call him Choppers. No, I shouldn't have it's said Choppers huge teeth. And then uh, my friend Lee Maracas always sends me pictures. He's like, hey, Choppers is here. 
He was in a movie. He's a great guy. Choppers. Hold on, Judy Dench. Judy Dench wasn't in that many movies. We should be able to figure this out easily. Oh, Steve Coogan. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay, Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. He's in the. We play clips from the trip all the time. He, the one yeah, where they do the uh, that's so great the uh, James Bond they the Roger two. Moore one yeah I didn't see the second one is it any good did you see it it's funny uh, that I haven't seen it I think I've been saving it up because that first one was so now first of all I don't know whether you know did you see the movie The Trip or the TV show the six part I watched everything on YouTube like a oh that's too bad because asshole. um so here's what happened with the trip and I've talked about this in the podcast is that. When you see the movie The Trip, which they just made into a movie, they cut out this imperative scene that I thought was very important. It was very interesting. If you watch the six-part miniseries, they have the thing where that guy who does the the other guy, not Steve Coogan, kind of makes this move on this woman, and he's married. And it changes the complexity of everything. And they cut that out of the actual movie. And I thought that was extremely interesting How and relevant. How did you see it? Because then it was on the TV pieces? No, I just, you know, I saw it on, um, I guess on DVD. So, oh. uh, you know, they have, you know, they had it. I don't even know whether they sell it that way anymore. They might have just, which is a shame because it really provided, it, it made sense. He loved his wife. This guy, and it wasn't like that, but it made sense. This girl was just, it It, it looked like he, you could see where a man would get fooled. I mean, certainly it spoke to me. Um, you know, she he was making her laugh and he just, and he's happily married, but it just seemed like the right thing to do and it got really awkward. This Steve Coogan's done everything. He's, Comedy, uh, drama. He writes, he creates all these. And ironically, Alan Partridge, he doesn't. that's like legendary. Right, that's right. right. And then, and but, then uh, the trip movies. And then I'm trying to find this goddamn something plus that has he the was word in the one with Julie, with Judy Dench. It was that philo- philo- philanthropy or something it was Philomena. called? Philomena. Philomena. We're two fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, I am, but you, I don't know if we can compare you to that. But um, the thing it? is, he doesn't get as much accolades for some reason as Ricky Gervais does, and yet he's done more yeah, than Yeah, but Ricky I think Gervais. in Britain, he is the one who gets, who has more cred. Don't and make sense. They, they roll their eyes at Ricky Gervais for some reason. Good point. Uh, there. Are you, you're pretty close with Stephen Merchant, right? Because he always comes to you. I story. know him. I know we're not, you know, best friends. But yeah, I, I do know him. Yeah, he's great. Where, am I out of my mind? Yes. I guess I We'll just uh, leave it at that, I guess. Brass Eye, it was called. I don't, or, I don't know. No, that's what that I think other I still say is. you're talking about Goldeneye. Tonight on Brass Eye. We'll just leave you with a couple of items of whore news. There's a large build-up of whores in a digger on the A47 tonight. And don't forget that in Leicester, Joanna Lumley, Anita Roddick and Helena Bonham Carter are all whoring themselves all night to raise a little money to buy some coloured bricks for some children. Helena's speciality there is a golden shower. And if you're anywhere near Yarmouth, watch out for that giant whore. It's still on the loose, terrifying everybody, including the police. That's it. Good night. <laughs> I want yeah, you to I be talking about Goldeneye. I guess it's just this Alan Partridge thing. Yeah, I've never seen any of those Alan Partridge shows. Can you shows. think of all the people so much smarter than us that are listening to this, that are going crazy at everything wrong we're saying? No. I don't think anybody cares. Well, I think they want us to move on. He was in. That's uh, Jim Jar- Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch. I only know him from the Simpsons episode. Oh, Happy Endings. That was really good, too. I didn't see any of these movies. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know um, what I watched? I watched John Wick 3. That was amazing. 
wasn't as good as the second one, but it was still pretty good. Second one was excellent. The first one was obviously great. Have you seen the John Wick movies? No, I know I'd love it. I like that shit. You do? Someone kills his dog and then he goes on a rampage. Well, that's the bad part. But um, yeah, other than that, the whole trilogy is based on the person that killed his dog. So. I guess I'm just out of my fucking mind. I guess Brass Eye he has a new dog now. was just another British thing that was awesome. And that's but... the best part is that the second movie just ends with him and his dog walking through Manhattan. <laughs> like just his oh, badass dog. Oh, and so the dog. third movie is like it you picks took up. my... No, he's got a new dog. And then, uh, Does it have a different know, name? I don't even think they have a name for the dog. I think they just call him Dog. But it's like a you know a big dog, like like that dog from the cartoon, that uh, Marmaduke. No, Clifford? like a Bugs Bunny one, like where that dog meets that cat, and um, she sleeps on top of him, and like you know he hates her, but he can't because he's in love with her. It's a it's an old cartoon, from like the fifties or sixties or maybe even seventies. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I play Bugs Bunny clips all the time on the show. I told Pete Holmes when uh, we were together that I wanted it. I was too bad he didn't have a piano in that house we were film taping at. Yeah. Because it would have been funnier if I had come out of the shower and I was trying to sing in the shower. This is an old Bugs Bunny thing where I'm like, I'm just an angel in the sky. And then I can't get the note right. So I have to go to the piano with my <laughs> towel on. La, la, la. And then I go back into the shower. Just an angel in the sky. <laughs> for some reason he just uh, i don't know if that would have worked oh you're nuts of course that would have worked that would have been gold gold jerry gold Anyway, uh, let me continue on um, what happened to me this week. I uh, was at the comic strip on Monday, and this strange thing happened where I was about to go on stage, and this kid came, he's like, hey, can I switch with you? Now, I was about to go on 30 seconds, I was about to go on, and he came in out of the ring, he's like, can I switch with you? I I got a spot at Dangerfield. And I was really upset because I was ready and I was, you know, it takes me a lot to go on stage. Like, you know, it takes me a lot of preparation and I was excited. And I'm like, I know what to do with the crowd. I'm going to go off what this girl's saying. So it's a big thing because you prepare. And then um, he switched with me and I got really angry and I walked out. I walked out because I was... I know I shouldn't have, but I was like, I'm really pissed about this because who the fuck is this kid? Because you know what the thing was, Sarah, is that I had my show at the Comedy Cellar the next night, and you saw on the site, it was very exciting for me, I was the featured event. There was a big picture of me on the site, so I was feeling like a million bucks, and then I felt like a little, like two dollars, with this, who the fuck is this guy? It's not you, it's not Chappelle telling me to, you know, I gotta wait. It's some some jerk off who, like, just doesn't, you know, has been doing comedy for two seconds. And, uh, you know, it's just the, when I play with the strip and at the New York Comic Book, these five o'clock shows, they're all just kids starting out. Uh, now, I never, during these times, think of myself as bigger than them. I, don't, I do not. I come when the show starts and I let them put me on whenever they want. I'm not bigger than anybody else. And I don't have that kind of attitude, um, except on this one day. 
I've been very good. Since May, I've been coming back. They put me on. Now, meanwhile, I get furious when people come. The show starts at 5. People come at 5.30. They come at 5.40. And I'm like, I'm there at 5 o'clock. I'm there when the show starts. You can put me on whatever you want. Everybody else demands stuff. They're like, you know, and they don't do anything except these shows. I'm like, what are the, what are these, who are these people demanding stuff? So this one particular day, it bothered me. I don't know why. I guess I was feeling good about myself. And then all of a sudden, this guy made me feel bad. So I left. And I was very, very upset. So as you know, on Tuesday, I had a show at the Comedy Cellar. And it was going to be a really good show. And I was very excited. And it was very exciting to be the featured event at the Comedy Cellar. I mean, it looked the way that my picture was. It said, featured event, the Dave Juskow show. I mean, it really looked like I was just taping my comedy special. So it was very exciting for me, especially in this position that I've been in since May. It felt like, you know, a validation of some sort. Uh, and I was just so upset on Monday that, you know, our friend uh, that I've talked about on the show, Natalie Cuomo, was very pretty. I had a part for her on the show, and I texted her, and I said, I don't need you tomorrow, thanks. Uh, I don't know why I did that. I got all angry at every millennial. Because then you get self-destructive. That's exactly what happened. I got self-destructive. I just said that. She's like, what? Why? She tried to call me. I wouldn't take her calls. It had nothing to do with her. I was angry at anybody that was at that show, and I didn't want to see her the next day. And I'm like, screw this. Tomorrow will be a great day with my friends. You know, Vic Henley was on the show. Rachel was on the show. Colin Quinn was on the show. Joe Mackey was on the show. These are my fucking friends that, you know, I feel comfortable with. Not these new kids. So I didn't want to see any of these goddamn kids. And I took it out, unfortunately, on Natalie. And now she will not return my calls. And I don't blame her. Um, the, the next morning I tried to rectify it and apologize, but she would not accept my apology and I cannot blame her. And I'm actually kind of impressed that she didn't say, uh, you know, I could do the show because I was also, oh, here's the other thing that happened with her is that she, you know, Instagrams all the time. And why wouldn't she? She's gorgeous and she's young and she's putting down her sets that she has to do. And on Tuesday it says comedy seller village underground. So it makes it look like she has a spot. And for some reason, that pissed me off. I feel like she should have asked me to do that. Because what happened last time is she, I had her go on stage and introduce Judy Gold because I thought the audience hated me. And I'm like, can you just bring her up and just say that you gave me mono or something? Because it had to do with the sketch we were doing. And she was smart enough to tell the engineer to take a picture of her on stage at the Comedy Cellar sign and then she Instagrammed it. And everyone thought she had a spot at the comedy. So they're like, you gave her a spot? And so I'm like, no, she was just in a sketch. But so then I think I felt like she was taking advantage of me. Who gives a, she, everyone who goes to the comedy cellar in the audience takes a picture in front of the comedy cellar. I know. And I'm saying it wasn't a big deal. It didn't bother me at all, actually. Uh, what I'm saying is her tweeting out saying as if she had a spot, uh, yeah. which was bothering me. And like I said, bothered me very minutely but for some reason you know have the right amount of comedian shame yeah that's that's exactly right and uh and i just i mean like i said it was all in my own head i was being self-destructive just like you said i was being self-destructive and i took it out and i'm really upset about it i'm gonna see her tomorrow we're taping this on saturday this comes out on tuesday i'm gonna see her tomorrow and it's gonna be like awkward you know probably but i'm gonna make it up to her somehow i guess because you know it's funny it's like you know how I love being a dick? Yeah. But I get really upset when people are mad at me. When I'm texting that thing and I'm like, fuck her, I don't give a shit. 
But I do give a shit. It really bothers me. I don't like when somebody's upset with me. Isn't that odd? Because so many people are upset with me on a daily basis. I guess I'm not as dicky as I'd like to think I am in my own head. But you, people get upset with you a lot. All the time, you know that. Why? Well, because I'm, I'm an idiot. I do stupid stuff. But do you think that part of it is that it's, it's engagement, you know? Like, like kids who get in fights because deep down it's human contact? I don't know. I've never thought of it like that. Why do you have those boots? What were you expecting? I mean, those are huge. I wore them all the time when it was pouring out. Oh, you just wear them for rain? Because they look like huge snow boots. They look like, you know, you could totally be in a snow drift. There's no bad clothes. There's no bad weather, only bad clothes. Excellent statement. That's what my shrink says. I'm going to put that on my... uh, That's how I'm going to put on uh, turbocharge. That's going to be the the phrase. (laughs) (laughs) But um, all that being said, I got to say, Tuesday night at the Comedy Cellar was so fantastic. It was such a good time. I did a good job opening up, and that that always seems to affect the rest of the show. Uh, if I'm you know more professional about it, I had new material. It seemed to be going good. Um, the sketch you know worked as much as it could, but it doesn't matter. It's Bichetti, and you know he can't read off a piece of paper, and that's hilarious. You know the problem was with Bichetti. Um, I made this sketch where he was the first pilgrim, and uh, I put the word tryptophan in it because I thought for sure he'd stumble over it, but he said it perfectly in rehearsal. And I'm like, oh, can you can you say it wrong because it's not funny? When, like, that was, it's not real. I know, but it, nobody knew the difference. Uh, <laughs> well, he messed up the other words after it, like biosynthesis and stuff like that, so it totally worked. Um, and it was, And I think I told everybody that he did it okay in rehearsal we told them to do it so i think i was honest about it but um it was still funny and everybody i'm telling you that lineup was great let alone my friend dave landau who um you know i had performed for the first time he came to me he's like i'd really like to perform at the cellar do you think i could do any of your shows and i actually went to see him do a full 45 minutes sarah at bananas last year What's bananas? bananas is that club in hohocus you've never played it before no it's so funny. It's like in a hotel room. It's been there for years. Um, you know, Atel plays there and everybody plays there. And it's just so funny. It's just, you know, it's right outside the city. And I saw him do a full set. I'm like, this guy's terrific. And he did the best out of everyone. And no one knows who he is. Dave Landau is terrific. Dave Landau? Yeah, you, don't, you wouldn't know him. He's actually on the Anthony Cumia show. So I think he gets kind of a bad rap, clearly. Um, but he was great and people loved he's a very nice guy and uh people loved him but it was so great vic was so happy he did terrific rachel did great she had new material it killed uh joe Mackey was ridiculous and just the fact that colin oh my god isn't he amazing it's like people are like why don't you put on joe Mackey? i'm like i've had him on every show well you know what too bad i just want him on every show now this guy is so fucking funny and here's a guy that Everyone who sees him actually only wants to hear the hits. He may have new material, but you know how that these days, you know when we were kids and we want to go see Robert Klein and we want him to do the Little Rascals bit or... You son of a bitch. I can't believe you said... I'm talking about... It doesn't matter if you're younger. I'm talking about when you when we, when we you used to go see comedy. Didn't you want to see your comedians do the bits we knew from the albums? 
So that's what I'm saying. It's not yeah, like it's not like that anymore. Like you, Ryan Regan, you want to hear him like do the spider web. You want to hear him do the plane thing. You, you too. You yeah, too. If you fly someday. Exactly. You too. But that's not like that anymore, right? You, you know for a fact because you on your special, you're like, I have on a special. I got to do all new stuff. These people are here to see new stuff. But the funny thing is, I think a lot of times we forget we like hearing the hits. So uh, what do you think the problem with that is? Where did that change? Louie changed the game. No, I think... What's the matter with playing the hits sometimes? Uh, I don't know. I think because people have whatever they like of, of comedians' bits and stuff at their fingertips... I guess, but it's like we used to listen to the albums, and that's like we kind of had that too. When I do it after I do a special, I couldn't even. I just like, um, I don't know what it's like the opposite of upload, but like you wipe it goes out of my yeah, it just gets wiped from my brain. So interesting. But that's why with Joe Mackey it was fun because he was you know he had new material, but he was also playing the hits, and everybody loves it. It's just his delivery is hilarious. do the same material i'm such a slow honer you know like but once it's in a special it's done i mean i don't know and well, the for best... me everybody's different but but i will work on a joke for three years you know? the funniest thing uh, i got it and i don't know whether i mentioned this a couple of weeks ago guys but sarah and i were at the comedy cellar and she was going to go on and you know she's doing all new material so i was looking at her set list and her set list <laughs> all new material but the set list was Hitler, diarrhea, Judaism. I know. I mean, it it like... wasn't that, but I know. My set list looks, my set list looks incredibly hacky because it's like, <laughs> I'm single, diarrhea, great. Uh, Jews. Because you have new takes on all that stuff, but it's really funny if you're like, you this know? is my new material. <laughs> it was so funny, which I take a picture of it and just said, this is Sarah's new act. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can't stop thinking about the diarrhea one with the swimming pool. Um, so get this. So get this. So, okay, so folks, um, Thursday I went to Rutgers. I opened for Rachel Feinstein at Rutgers, and it was great. Oh, no, I've always said Rachel Feinstein. Oh, I. it took me a long time to realize it was Feinstein, too. Okay, I, Feinstein. I didn't think it was that Jewy, but it is. Well, like, Feinstein's less Jewy? Yeah. Stein seems worse. To me, worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was. She will tell that story a hundred times. The first day we met, she called me on the phone. I'm like, you got to change that name. You're never going to go anywhere. I told her to change it to Rachel Fine a hundred times. Um, just too Jewy for me. Like it's different than Silverman. Fine Stein, Stein, is really Jewy. No. Uh, <laughs> it I doesn't know. matter. Anyway, we're at <laughs> Rutgers. So get there. You're not going to believe this, Sarah. We're at Rutgers. We're having a great time. It was so much fun. First of all, this Indian kid who put the show together, who I've met at the comic strip, he was so, he must be autistic or something. He was hilarious. He put the show together. He, I was like, uh, his, his demeanor on stage was just like no, he was like Dory. It was like Dory. It's just no fun whatsoever. I'm like, are you different on stage? He goes, yeah, yeah, I totally am different on stage. And he was, he was, he was pretty good. But then he interviewed Rachel at the end. They did a Q&A. Which I think is terrific uh, if you're at a college to do that. But the kid was like, he was the worst interviewer ever. But that also made it funny too. And Rachel was really funny with it. Anyway, this guy in the audience. Oh, so here's the weird part. Bef- while he does the Q&A, he's, when we set it up, when we're in the green room or whatever, whatever they set up for us, uh, I said to 
the kid, I go, oh, the only thing she doesn't want to talk about. It. He's like, is there anything you don't want to talk about? And she goes, no, I'm, I'm good with everything. I go, yeah, she just doesn't like to talk about the fact that she's Jewish. And he goes, really? He doesn't want to talk about Jewish? And I'm like, no, no, we're making that up. And he was like really nervous. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just kidding around with you. I'm kidding around. And she's like, he's kidding. And um, so we get to the interview part and all of his questions are about her being Jewish. So I must have actually thrown his shit. No wonder he was in a panic. Because, like, that was his questions. It was very kind of weird. And so then the weirdest part, the whole thing turned out to be a little anti-Semitic. This guy in the audience, the audience was nothing but nice and delightful and a very good college audience in this day and age, you know, being so PC. Everybody was great, but that's the kind of funny thing. Being so PC, they certainly had a lot of questions about Judaism. Which was very odd. So what this, do you mean? What kind of well, here's the here's the best one. This guy in the audience, this big guy, he he goes, um, I know you're Jewish. Do you have a lot of stomach issues? <laughs> I couldn't. We couldn't believe we're sitting yeah, there. But any, that that question comes from him. Yeah, that's what he said. Jews, you talk about how they have it wasn't just that. He said, I'm Jewish and I have a lot of stomach issues. And of course, I was thinking, God, that's all Sarah and I ever talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing uh, another special coming up? Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you, I guess, right? You like to stick with HBO? You don't want to go to Netflix or something like that? No, I have to because I made this pilot deal with them and it's part of the deal. I see. Interesting. Well, I still think, and we come from the generation where HBO is still the coolest place to have a special. Um, that's why it was cool that Gary Goldman did his uh, special there. And, um, you know, from a certain generation, having an HBO special is still the shit. Yeah, so, cool. you kids, you can stick with your Netflix special. That's fine. That's great, too. That's great, too. But we're old school and we like the HBO. Uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, the show on Tuesday was terrific, and everybody had a great time, and they were all saying, what a great lineup. You know why? Because nobody canceled, and nobody changed the order. I was able to do it exactly the way I wanted to by putting high energy, low energy, mixing it up, which is exactly the show was scheduled perfectly. Nobody changed anything, and that's why it was a successful show. This is something I'm really good at. I like producing shows, and this is something I like to do, and I think I'm really good at it, and putting the good mix of people. So I know that if I have this Dave Lando, who's more of a mellow guy, having Vic Henley go first is a little more high energy, and that's going to make a good mix. So... That's why the show, I think, was very good. It was completely sold out, and we had a really, really great time, and I had a wonderful time after the show, too, and uh, everything was good. The next day, I opened for Artie Lang in his comeback, and uh, Mike Buschetti at the West Side Tavern, the West uh, West Side Comedy Club. West Side, West, yeah, it's called the West Side Comedy Club, right? <laughs> and, and I got to say, yeah. uh, a sober Artie Lang is so great it is so nice to see him completely sober i can see the difference it was great to spend time with him he's still really funny there's something you know not missing anymore when you were with him when he could might have said he was sober but he wasn't it was terrific and we also did the uh the seller podcast with gnome me him and robert kelly sarah yeah it was fun uh because usually Noam's podcast, uh, you know, he's out of his mind and he's talking all these crazy things. But since Artie talks so much, he didn't have time to go into it. So it was really fun. 
uh, that'll be coming out, I think, I guess, next Tuesday or Thursday. It was really good. And it got, uh, like, serious for, you know, uh, uh, you know addiction. Uh, Robert Kelly also had some sad stories. And then I, you know, talked about my gambling addiction, which uh, does... Is ongoing. Ongoing and added in uh, perfectly. Uh, but it was fun and Artie was great. And then we had... And, and he has... Uh, his manager was, like, driving a place. He left right after the show. He went home. It's all good. Um, uh, I was very pleased. And quite frankly, Mike Bichetti, who was also on the show, he killed. He did really good. I guess that was his crowd, but he actually had material this time. And then Artie in- imitated him on stage, and it was very brilliant. <laughs> but it was uh, super fun. So that was uh, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then last night, I judged a roast battle in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah, I do that a lot for the New York Comedy Club in Emilio. Roast and um battle. Yeah, judge. I judge it, and uh, it's really fun. I'm really good at it, judging the roast battle. Wait, who? Jeff Ross is? No, like, I've asked him permission a... if it's okay. If, no, yeah, it's not. It's it's an offshoot. I've asked Jeff if it's okay if I do it. He says I don't who mind. Who runs it? Well, the New York Comedy Club runs it. But is it Rel Battle? He started it with Rel, but apparently Rel and Jeff had an issue, right? Yeah, you don't want to talk about it. I just heard the whole story last night. So I asked Jeff if it was okay. I certainly asked his permission before I started doing these. And he said it was okay. Uh, Because I really wouldn't have done it if it wasn't. Because I even told him, I'm like, I'm friends with Jeff. And if it's not cool with him, I can't do it. But he gave me the okay. Um, I don't think he cares. It's it's such a a minor thing. But I I really enjoy doing it. Um, I do a lot. I put a lot of work into it. I have, like, you know, material... Uh, that I take I think everybody else just kind of wings it but I always want to have good things to say so I take it pretty serious and yeah, but how could you know what you're gonna say if- uh, I look up the people online and uh trying and I uh come up with jokes by seeing their actor what they might you know what they're like their bios okay. I try and prepare I try and prepare ahead right right uh so last night I had a Right. So last night I knew this kid looked like the uh, guy from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, <laughs> the boyfriend Harvey. And I said, you, you have that look where, uh, you know, your girlfriend Sabrina the Teenage Witch tells you she's a witch and you're just like, you are? Or whatever. I don't know why, but that killed the most out of everything. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I didn't think anybody would get it, but they did. I never know which one's going to be the one. But usually I do it with Matt Richards from HQ. And when he gets up and, you know, he's black and he gets up and you know, jumps around because he's been laughing so hard, that's when you know you've won. So that's uh, the best uh, the best kind of jokes you can have. And, uh, yeah, and that brings us to today when we're here with uh, the lovely Sarah Silverman while she really is packing and oh getting God, together. so much done. This is my giveaway corner. I don't know if you want to look at it. What do you got there? Anything I would um, like? There's a shampoo that says his. It must be for, oh, no, it just says hers. Never mind. Yeah. Tom's long-lasting deodorant. I haven't opened it. What are you trying to say? Oh. No, go on. Uh, this coconut oil for your body. Yeah, we don't know where that's been. No, that's not for <laughs> And then some of these just serums, face serums and stuff. I don't know. Maybe. You know, this, um, I think I told you this girl gave me these really expensive uh, facial products. They, remember that girl, Titties McFun? Um from florida 
And she got me she got me kicked out of the cellar for two years because you know I bought her and she was real drunk. Anyway, she works for a yeah. a products company now, like this really expensive stuff. I can't remember the name of it. And she got me all these samples, so I've been washing my face with it, and it's good moisturizing cream. And uh, I know because you always tell me usually I, uh, which products you use, and you always say they're very expensive. But um, so she got me some for free. Uh, they're pretty good. I think they've been working. My skin looks okay. I just use this. Kind of pricey facial scrub. Yeah, that's what you, well. That's the only thing I'm missing right now is a facial scrub. I was using this uh, Neutrogena product, but they stopped making it. But I'm sure they have oh, another the one. Apricot stuff. No, no, that stuff's gross. That's oh. not the Neutrogena. That's that Saint Ives one. Oh yeah. That one's. You told me not to use that one anymore. Maybe it wasn't you. No, it wasn't me. Um, what's the best one? And you just use a facial scrub like twice a week, right? You don't use it every day. Well, I use a daily one at night, but just a little bit, like the around scrub? my nose, and my chin. Right, but the scrub or just the yeah, foam? Yeah, it's called polish. Because it seems like you shouldn't use that every day. It's for every day. Oh, it's okay. It's mild. Well, you also have been wearing makeup every day too, like for, yeah, so for I'm acting. Really washing my face lately. That makes I sense. Yeah. Makeup on. Hey, when you because you do have you know you really take good care of your skin. Do you have special makeup requests when you go into a movie or anything? No. No? Good no, for you. No, only for just sunscreen. You know, just that I need sunscreen a lot, even indoors. Yeah. How do you think the movie went overall, That your time here? Uh, I don't know if it's like my kind of thing. I, I mean, it's I like actually those romantic comedies. Like, I'll watch any of those Jennifer Lopez romantic comedies. And... Owen Wilson, I watch doing anything. I think he's spectacular. Really? See, I, I know I told you I don't like him that much, but I'm, I know I'm going to like this movie because you just said it just like Notting Hill, you know, so yeah, it's, I know it's, I'm going to love it. You know, it's not Notting Hill. <laughs> no, but, but it's, it's a, It, it is. Know. It's like that. It's a fantasy. Yeah, so it's, it's a fantasy. Exactly. It's yeah. like the big star and then just yeah. like the... Yeah. The it's kind a, of it's Luddite like a, math teacher, and uh, yeah. there's no reason why it should work out. And uh, it, it's very does. much like the the Made in Manhattan one with the you know where she yeah, plays she the does that and, so well. Yeah, yeah and she's no on the other this. side of it this time. Yeah, yeah right, right. Like That's kind of great. Yeah, so I got no problems with that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I think it'll be neat. And gosh, I just think he's he's like. Yeah, I think he's incredible. I like um, him, but I also like um, Melissa Villas and yours uh, imitation of him better, I think. Uh, and her imitation of you. She does both of us. Oh, my I know, God. That That's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I just saw it today. She's incredible. Today I saw her do Zoe Deschanel. It was amazing. Yeah, it's crazy how she does that. She's so good. She, she does doesn't Kristen get a lot of work Wig on too. She doesn't get a lot of work on that. Like, they don't put her in a... Like, this year, maybe they're putting her in some more stuff. She doesn't... I, I don't know what the issue is. I mean, they, no, I think they she don't was use new, her as often. and now she's, no, she's you know. like five years in. They still don't give her as much work as they give to Heidi Gardner. I notice it, because I really like Melissa yeah, and she's so know. talented. I do, too. She is so great. I had her on one of my shows doing stand-up. Wasn't as good stand-up as, the, as she is as an impressionist. I even liked her on... You know, she had a small part on Crashing... And she was great in that. Oh, I didn't see. And she that. was just, uh, she was that. so funny. She was imitating Jamie, the Pete's girlfriend. Uh-huh. She's like, are you, are you, so you don't usually talk like that? And she's like, maybe. And she goes, are you imitating me now? Yeah. That's what <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, she's, yeah, and she's such incredible. a nice person. Such a nice person. So nice. And just really cool. She's pretty yeah, she's cool, cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like her a lot, but her impression of you 
is one of the greatest impressions I've ever seen in my life. I mean, if, <laughs> I mean, if anybody... I don't have a perspective on it, but I'm sure it is. Because she, right, she's could so you... good. Oh, I've heard her do also, like, um, Hillary Clinton and, and Kathy Griffin. And, like, I just, like, it's crazy. Like I said, today, I just saw her do the Zoe Deschanel, and it was perfect. And I had just watched New Girl last night at 5 in the morning. I was watching it, and I was like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just got one of these voices. Like, yeah, the, uh, the bit was that... Um, a guy fell off his bike. Did you see this one? Um, no. He fell off his bike and he's in a lot of pain. And she's like, oh, maybe if I sing one of my songs, you'll feel better. Whatever. And it, was really, and it turns out uh, the guy on her bike was her brother. Uh, like, that's what it says later in the uh, in the thing. But, boy, she's really talented. But Oh, by the way, I actually just saw the whole way through for the first time um, Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, you did? <laughs> never seen the ending. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what happened. I got um, the first uh, one. The first one. Yeah, yeah, it's good, right? My favorite part is where, because um, it's just so funny that it's you, and it just sounds like. Did, did, did they do any? Is it you? No, it's that, me. that's amazing. I just go all the way up. <laughs> that's it's amazing. And my favorite part is when you're talking about being in your blanket in your bed, and I just roll myself into my car. I'm like, did she write that? Did she write this? No, they let us improvise like. Everything. So you improvise that line because that's what you say all Definitely, the time. Yeah. Okay, great. Because that's what exactly. It was so funny. I'm like, that's that's impossible that somebody wrote exactly what I hear her say. <laughs> I just cover myself up in my blanket and stuff. That was so cute. It was. I loved that movie. I couldn't believe how much I... I mean, I don't know why I didn't think I would... I, I knew I'd enjoy it. I just... Something All happened. All those movies you. are always good. You yeah. Know? You don't think well, you heard the reviews on Frozen 2? It's supposed to be better. Yeah, I heard Frozen right, yeah. 1. Wow. I can't... I mean, that's a miracle. It's like Godfather scenario. Yeah, right. Um, meanwhile, I saw Mary Poppins Returns. I was watching on Netflix. Oh, yeah. And so I'm... I was dying to see this. I couldn't wait raised, to see this. It didn't get raised, but it looks so it's good. It's bad. I, I I went through an hour Just and I did not like it. Just that shot of her like going into the bathtub, so cool. Yeah, I know. So there was a lot of cool stuff, but it 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 didn't it, and for me. She's, she's so great. Talented. She's yeah. great. Um, she's great. She's always good. And I like everybody in the cast. I like Ben Winch. I like uh, Lin Manuel. But they, it wasn't working. I don't yeah. know why. And I wanted it to be great because Mary Poppins is one of my favorite films of all time. And um. It just, it was forced. Something was wrong and missing. I've only been the first hour because I, I usually never turn off a movie in the middle. And it just was that's how much it wasn't working. The songs weren't working. Did I show you that video I saw where they ask all these great British actors who's the worst British accent of all time? Do they all say Dick Van Dyke? Yes. Oh. <laughs> but it's really funny. They all feel bad saying it. Because he's such a they, great, Yeah, he's, he's such, such a, a legend guy. and he's so, so great. So you know my story on um, on that, and which Rachel told me I'm not allowed to talk about anymore on stage because uh, no one cares, which they're she's correct. Are you going to say the story about how his accent was terrible and then on the next one they go, uh, just talk your regular uh, yeah, voice. that's why I told you that. Yeah, I told you that, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, that somebody got to him. Right, it's like because in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which is the next one he did, it's the whole cast is British. His kids talk British, his dad talks British, his girlfriend talks British. But they were like, and then I just figured he got to the set the first day. All right, I'm gonna talk this way too. All right, I'm gonna pull you aside and I'm gonna tell you, don't do that again. Like somebody got to him and just said, don't do that. So it's so it's technically ridiculous that why is he American? You know, it doesn't make any sense. But um, it's still he's. The most charming man ever. And Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is not a very good film. But I remember it as a kid just being like, that's all we got is this. Which is the one with the child snatcher? That's the one. 
which which uh, Michael Sheen got his character from Twilight in. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> Makes so much sense. It's so great. Um, that child catcher may be one of the scariest people in history. Um, other than, ironically, speaking of Mr. Rogers, uh, which I played a clip of um, Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch yes. of the West, on Mr. Rogers. Have um, you seen that clip? Of course. I remember that. I remember it. Was it was not effective to me. She was still scary. I know she no. was trying to say, but her, there's something about her demeanor that's just like, she was. She seemed like such a nice person, yes. but there was still something about her. I guess it's that thing. It just didn't break for me. I was always afraid of her. I liked her better in the Maxwell House coffee commercials. I, I thought it was more, but meanwhile, do you ever remember the SCTV sketch? Where they um, were doing Death of a Salesman, and they had her play Margaret Hamilton in Death of a Salesman as the wife, and it was Ricardo. It was Eugene Levy as Ricardo Montalban. And Andrea Martin. Andrea was... Martin was playing Margaret Hamilton in Death of a Salesman, and <laughs> more coffee, dear. They just have her do the Max Lask commercial. <laughs> she gets hit by a lamp in the live production. It was a live production of Death of a Salesman on SCTV, yeah. and Eugene Levy was playing Ricardo Montalban. I have been fantasizing about. The- doing more stuff than being a salesman. It was um, Rick Moranis played George Carlin. This is all from memory. Wow. Uh, Played George Carlin as either Biff or Happy. And he had this, I'll never forget it as a kid. He goes, why why is there no green wine? Grapes are green. You know, it was so funny. And then um, (laughs) the other brother was John Belushi, but he wasn't really played by anybody. It was like something, he just came in doing flips. Uh, I just I remember it as a kid laughing so hard and I didn't even know what I knew what Death of a Salesman was but I didn't even understand half of it it was just making me laugh anyway just the fact that they had Margaret Hamilton more coffee dear now now boys be quiet your father isn't feeling well his nerves are on edge hasn't the caffeinated coffee silence woman these are my sons (laughs) Do you see, Biff and Happy, your father's doing all right. The clocks are selling like deep roasted coffee beans. Mm. And Cordoba does make a fine watch. Smooth lines and rich Corinthian leather. (laughs) Yes, I I like what they've done to my clocks. Dad! Dad! Snap out of it! It's his brain. Biff, it's his brain. There's something wrong with his brain. It's no wonder with all the caffeine in his system. He's just not feeling well. Feeling well. Feeling well. How do you feel well? I can feel my arm. I can feel my hair. But how do you feel well? How do you feel? I feel well. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) But um, I have a clip. If... um... I don't know if you can hear it. I I, I won't play because you don't have the headphones. But um, I finally found this clip. I'd been thinking of all this time of Fred Rogers on The Tonight Show with Joan Rivers. I'd remembered it from 1983 where he just made her cry because he was singing to her. Oh. And I found it finally. I'll play it next week because Mr. Rogers, uh, the You've movie's You've got to see out. the movie. You saw it? I saw it. Is it wonderful? It's so fucking brilliant do you it's, think he's gonna 
be nominated again yes and i think the actor matthew reese may be too and and That's i the interviewer hope guy? the director the, the this woman. movie is perfectly directed well mariel heller the way they talk about this woman genius he was he passed over this a hundred times and then she came to him and said i have a different to, pl- to tom hanks Oh, oh, he had said we want you to do this, and he's like, "I'm not interested." And then she came to him and said, "I have a different take on it." Yeah, and he was like, "This sounds really it's good, brilliant." Oh, I cannot wait. You know, I saw the. Do- I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, I've been I, obsessed with I, well, him. You know, I am. And then the documentary was great. The actual, and then remember, they were nervous about the documentary. They're like, "Oh, now it's too much," but apparently they have no a different way. take. Yeah. Well, exactly. So some people are like, "Well, I saw the documentary. How could this be different?" It's totally different wow. because it's. It's how he affects this person. The, the interviewer guy. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've heard. It sounds great. And and he also didn't do a Mr. Rogers imitation. He makes it his own. Jeez. And uh, apparently that's it's, really interesting too. I've always been interested. So artfully done. I mean, you know, I'll go on and on. You should still always go into a movie with your expectations very low. It just is what it is. It's not going to be anything, ma- you know, it's not magic. It's a movie, but it is perfect. And I was sobbing just just because I love him so much you know it's it wasn't sad you yeah know? no no I got you and I was so inconsolable and I it just said it was a screening I got invited to I go in a hoodie and a, my hat you know and, and it's uh like the uh, premiere like all the actors are there to oh, me oh was I it in New York Katie Couric yeah what the what was that? What about the, remember Aaron Brockovich? We had such a good time again. We go to the premiere. I didn't know what it no, was. I, I'm just kidding. Just, so, um, do you remember that though? We went to the Aaron Brockovich premiere, the no. red carpet premiere. You don't remember that? No. I remember because I watched that movie all the time, so I always remember. Um, we went to the red carpet premiere with Julia Roberts, Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher was there. I just remember because he was screaming to, to Soderbergh. Because he was screaming at Steven Soderbergh to notice him. He wasn't in the movie. He was, just happened to be there. Oh, because sex has in video. I peed near. Uh, Albert Finney. Uh, remember we went to the bathroom together, and we also uh, the other Aaron May he Eckhart. rest in pee. Aaron- <laughs> and Aaron Eckhart uh, was there too, and uh, we were talking. Yeah, to him that's for a the while first too. time I ever saw him. And yeah, I was like, this right. guy's great. Yeah, cool. We didn't recognize <clears throat> him because he was he looked different in the uh, movie, <clears throat> but that was exciting. So everybody was there. That's so funny. Where was yeah, it? Yeah, and I met um I met Mrs. Rogers. Oh, how exciting! She's like ninety something, right? Dave, I was a, such. It was so embarrassing. I could I thought I had pulled it together. I walk over to her and I just couldn't. I was like, your husband really informed every good part of who I am. Every, you know, like whatever. Just like, so you I did what I did when I met Martin Short that day. Uh, uh, well, except I wasn't drunk. How dare you speak to me that way? No, I know. Oh, I could see how you... She must get that all the time. She's like, oh, oh, isn't that nice, dear? What's your name? Oh, oh that's, that's nice. I was just going to ask you, does she know who you are? Or no, no, no. Um, I'm Princess Vanellope. so nice. And, yeah. uh, and I met Mr. McFeely. Shut up. He's still alive? Yes, wow. he was there. So I go up to him. Speedy delivery. And as I walk over to him, it was so great. He goes, oh, I know who you are. Wow. You're Tig Notaro's friend. Oh my God. And he's a super fan of Tig. What are the odds of that? And he's seen everything she's been in. He just thinks she's the greatest. Really? And uh, I was so excited. I took a picture with him and I sent it to Tig. I said, This is Mr. McFeely. She goes, Oh my God, I loved him so much. I said, Oh, well, wait until you hear what he said to me. It was so cool. 
That's unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, it was so fun to just gush about Tig, you know, to someone else who feels the same way. That that's I can't even I know the only thing that would have made that story better. I'm you're Dave Juskow's friend. Um, but other than that, I'll accept the Tignataro one. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so how about this guy? I mean, Tom Hanks was on the Today Show and he was talking about how, you know, we're all looking and I was talking about this on stage the other day because we're all looking, we're so cynical. We are waiting for something to be found out about this man that he is either a pedophile or he, you know, is up to something suspicious. He's racist, something, something. And nothing is there. And that's why I was saying, I was at Rutgers. I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if you just found out he hated kids from Jersey? That was his one thing. These people, they think they're so fucking great with their turnpike and the parkway. And, um, but yeah, there's nothing. And when in that documentary, when he sees that kid in the wheelchair and he knows his name and he's so excited to see him, that is the moment when you realize this shit is real. It's, it's not phony. Real. It just seems so phony. We can't accept it. There's too many. He's a, a man of the cloth. And there's too much that's happened that we can't remember. We need how him people... right now. We need to remember him. Uh, he, the director, Marielle Heller, and I said to the guy next to me, I go, and I forgot she directed it. So I go, oh, you know, when they speak in the beginning, you can always tell, like, if the movie's gonna be good. Cause I like when they just go on and go, uh, thanks for coming, enjoy the film. But you know, when they go on and on and on, it's like, oh God, you know. But she said, she just went on for a minute and she said the most, per- I already was like choked up. She says, um, you know, a lot of people at these screenings have uh, cried, you know. And it reminds me of something that Fred Rogers said, and I'm gonna quote it shitty, but, and she reads it and she says, um, when people cry, your instinct is to say, don't cry. But really what you're saying is, please don't make me feel uncomfortable with your feelings. You know, what we really should say is, go ahead and cry, and I'll be right here, you know? And um, so she said, so go ahead and cry, and I'll be right here. And it was just so beautiful. And it's not, it's a, not a sad, you know what I mean? It's just, you just, because we're, we've gone so astray, we're so lost, you know, and this movie is like found, you know. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna play that clip that I have because um, it's it's. I just found it. I've been looking for it for years. Uh, I just remember it from the '80s. It Joan Rivers was hosting the Tonight Show, you know, before everything went awry, and I remember seeing it live, you know. And um... can I? Oh, did you just put the coffee on? Sorry. Oh, oh no, that's okay. I thought it was. Uh, I thought um, there was something wrong with my computer. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah, I'll I'll put it on loud, um, or I can show you later even. But I'm just gonna play it because uh, he sings to Joan Rivers, and it, it, this is when I remember. Yes, you remember that one? Yes, he does. And he, but he tailors it to her. It's not the jokes you tell, you know, something like this, and it's just like. That's not right. Your chair. Yeah, that's right. And he, and she puts her sweater over herself because he he knitted he got her a sweater, and uh, it's really moving. I'm gonna just play it now. You write a 
all your own songs, don't you? Everything? I write the songs, and John Costa is our musical director it's who plays do, them so well. Do the song. Um, the one that Melissa likes, I Like You. Oh, good. I remember that from when she was growing well, I'll up. I'll sing that to you and everybody else. No, don't. You'll, you'll make me die. It's, <laughs> it's you. I like It's not the things you wear It's not the way you do your hair But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your jokes They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you Well, that's our show for today, everybody. We'll pick up next week right where we left off. We'll see you next time on The Night Fly. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>